Hello, I'm Deanna Heron, host of the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. Have you ever wanted to do something bold, like start a business, write a book, or go for your dream job? This show was created for women just like you who want to be bold, shine bright with grace. My goal is to educate you, inspire you, and empower you with ideas that can transform your life. Be inspired by the Deanna Heron Podcast Show at DeannaHeron.net. Hello and welcome to the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. As always, I'm reminding you to be bold in your ambitions, to shine bright, let your light shine with grace. So thank you for joining us today. Today I have a special guest with me. This is the most important person in my life, my ice cream to my cake, my ying of my yang. <laughs> I don't know what else. Um, but he has been with me for 28 years. We've been married for 28 years. And he knew going in that he was going to have a firecracker on his hands. And he has stuck with me on this journey for 28 years. So there are many women I know that are out there that are looking for something more. Maybe you have a dream, you have a goal, there's something you want to achieve, but you're wondering how you can do that with a full-time career and a family. Today, we're going to address the things that you can expect along that journey and give you some tips that you can incorporate into your journey right away that we learned. Um, thankfully, we learned some things that we can pass on to you that will help you on your journey. So for me, um, just going back, I was very um, successful in my career as a PA. I loved it, was practicing internal medicine, worked for a great physician. I had fulfilled what I set out to fulfill. When we started having kids in our home, there was something that was missing. And for me, it was, I wanted to be more involved in their life. I felt as if somebody else was raising our children and I wanted to have more participation in that life because I worked so many hours. So I set out for a dream that I had. And I want we wanna to talk to you about um, what that looks like on your schedule, how you and your spouse can communicate through that process. But here's what I want you to know. If you are unhappy doing what you're doing right now, your current reality does not have to be your future reality. You have a choice to make your life the best life ever. So go for that dream. So we're going to dive right in and give you some, some tips. So so a few tips on how to be both successful in a career and family time and go after that dream that's been on your heart. There's a few things that can really hold you back. And one that I want to talk about, sorry, I'm kind of really taking over, aren't I? Um, the one that I want to talk about, he is, I, mean, I am going to let him talk. Um, the one that I want to talk about the most is, well, first and foremost, is mom guilt. Because before we jump into something, I think a lot of times we start thinking about how that's going to work as we manage the household, as we are away from our family, as we're you know trying to balance um, both career and, and where we're headed. And I'm going to be really honest with you. 
there is no balance, okay? It's just shuffling things um, that are in the priority for the time, okay? And it's allowing yourself a little bit of a break. First of all, I wanna talk to you about some labels that you may have as a mom. And this was something that really uh, became apparent to me that I was putting labels on myself of what I thought a good mom, a good wife should be. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I wasn't living in my reality. So if you think about, when you think about being a good mom, what does that entail for you? So does it entail that you're at every activity? Does that mean you cook a home-cooked meal? You have all the clothes folded, you're at every event. Um, you're at the PTA, you're the homeroom mom. What does that look like to you? And then you need to ask yourself, is that authentic to who I am? Because if it's not authentic to who you are, you need to set a different definition for yourself. Um, because you'll always be in constant resistance of who you think you need to be and who you are. So I just want to get that out there because sometimes we have some labels on ourselves of what is a good mom and what is a bad mom. Okay, you define it. Society does not define it for you. Your husband doesn't define it for you. Your kids don't define it. You define it and you live that role. So mom guilt is huge. It's, um, it's a true thing because I've experienced it because I'm very much a perfectionist. So I wanted everything to be perfect on this journey and it, and it just doesn't happen. So number one is mom guilt. Number two is when you're building your dream alongside your current career, just know that most people build their dream on a part-time basis while they're still working in their career. So give it consistent time every single day and your dream will build. So you don't have to put in mega hours. It can definitely happen on a part-time basis. Now, if you can put in mega hours, do it. I didn't have that choice. Hmm. Probably 10 to 15 hours in the beginning, but I did it consistently. Um, and as my businesses started to grow, I was able to invest more as I was able to cut back on, on um, my career. It is okay to say no to things. You have to understand that right now, you will give up some things temporarily so that you can go for that dream. Some of the things that I gave up, and I'm not saying that this is a good thing, but I didn't take really good care of myself. Um, that was something that I let go. I let go of exercise. I let go of eating well and just ate on the run. Um, I let go of TV. That was a good thing for me. And I just planned on being consistent in the time that I invested in my business. So that was the key to this. So you do have time. Just don't get so overwhelmed with a goal. You have to break it down into really the success happens in what you do today. So make sure that you're doing something for your dream, your goal, your desire, your business every single day. Anything you want to add to the time aspect of it? Um, well, I think we we believe that we can we can do all things, and um, what you said about um, saying no is critical. 
most of us struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially when it's, when it's a great cause, uh, when it has to do with your children or your family, uh, it's, it's just hard to, you know, to back away from it. And even if it's a little thing, those little things start to build up. And um, pretty soon your day is booked uh, tighter than, you know, it should. Uh, there are only so many hours. I thought and, you were going to say Dick's Hat Band. <laughs> well, um, there are only so many hours that you that you have to put into uh, into a day, and and it doesn't take long to to use all of those up. So, saying no is is a is a critical thing. It's something I'm not very good at. Um, I I love to do volunteer work. I love to do civic work, um, and. You know, I was always the one that said yes. Mm-hmm. And like I said, pretty soon it adds up and there's there's just no time left. And I think it's important to know that it's it's just no for now. It's not no forever. Yeah. So it's just trading out some things now so that you can have more time later. So um, that's a great point. Um, so number three, something for you to think about is the household responsibilities. And this, I'm going to tell you, this really was um, a point of contention for me because of my beliefs of what a great wife, a great mom should be. I still felt that I needed to have the load of the household responsibilities on myself. And you told me what? Relax. Relax a lot. But you told me it's okay not to have a perfect house. Yeah. It's okay not to have the laundry done. It's okay not to have a home-cooked meal. They can have fast food every now and then, right? That was like a, that was like a major uh just stab in my heart. It is okay for now. So let go of the perfect house. I'm going to encourage you when you are going for your dream, I'm just going to encourage any woman actually, because we all need a house cleaner. Everyone needs a house cleaner. And here's, here's how you can, um, how you can get a house cleaner. I want you to think about how much money you make per hour at your current job. Okay. Maybe it's $50 an hour. You guys, you doing your house, You're paying $50 an hour for you to do your own house. So hire somebody out that can clean your house where you can put your hours into your dream instead of into your home. So your dollar per hour is worth more than than not hiring somebody to do your home. Well, Deanna's doing a good job of... of, um bringing out the negatives that, you know, in her own life. And, um, there weren't that many when it come, when it came to this, I grew up in a very traditional home, uh, traditional roles. My mom, uh, cooked and cleaned and nurtured. And my dad, uh, didn't participate in that. Um, and it wasn't because he didn't want to, that was just how it was. And so, you know, I brought that set of skills into the relationship. And so, you know, Deanna had this desire to do everything. 
and I had a desire to let her do everything. Uh, again, that was how I was raised. So, I, you know, I, I needed to wake up and see that she was burning the candle at both ends. And, and, and to be honest, for her, it is important that the house is picked up. It is important that, you know, the refrigerator is stocked. That is something that is, I, I almost called a fundamental need for her. And I didn't back that up. Uh, and so, you know, I think recognizing what is important and talking through that is critical and then listening. Uh, and if you're not very good at it, you can get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's with any relationship, right? But this, it, this is absolutely an area where you need to communicate with your spouse. Um, so that's the, that's number four is spousal support. So, um, you know, Mark, when we, when we were dating, actually, you knew that I had this hair on fire entrepreneurial type spirit. And how, how were you able to deal with that and I'm asking him this question, you guys, because he absolutely did amazing with it. How were you able to deal with? Well, I, I really don't think I knew that. Um, I think you did a good job of keeping me in the dark. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I knew how driven you were. And, and when she was in PA school, not only did she graduate with honors, but she had to graduate the first in the class. Uh, that's just how she's wound. And when she finished that and she and she started her career, um, she was not just good at being a PA, she was outstanding. Uh, the, the, her patients loved her like her children love her. And to be perfectly honest, I thought that was it. I thought that was the pinnacle. This is what you've worked your life for. You're there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Financially, you were doing exactly what you thought you should be. You had an amazing team surrounding you. But the reality was there was more. And that was driven, as she said earlier, by um, having kids at home, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is is a totally valid reason. so I saw when that happened, I, I really saw this spirit come out. Um, again, I, I knew it was there. I knew the drive was there. Mm-hmm. But, but this idea of putting yourself out there into the unknown and that being okay was tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it took a while to come on board with that. Um, and... Uh, you know, there were some some tough times in our relationship because of it. I, I was much more conservative. Uh, I liked having a steady income. I liked to be able to budget to the dime. And, you know, here was now this discussion about, you know, going out and building something that we had no idea what, no idea. what, what it looked like. Yeah. And I think on my part, um, just to explain to you guys, I could have done a better job at enrolling Mark into my vision of where this business could take us. What I saw happening 
in our life in the future. So just a few tips for you. Um, you know, enrolling your spouse into your vision, you have, to know, you have to explain what it is you're doing, when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it, um, why you want to do it, and then who is it going to impact? How is it going to impact your family? So it's going to impact your family, but how will it impact your family? So you have to go through the who, the what, the when, the why, and the how. And I think I could have done a much better job at enrolling him into that vision, sharing with him what I saw happening with us in the future. And I think that you would have come on board a little bit sooner than, than, than what you did. So that communication is so, um, so key. Yeah, and then, you know, listening. Um, this is a big deal for her. And it wasn't just some casual conversation that um, we had about, you know, these issues. This was a big deal. And I don't know that I recognized it. Um, so, so I would say in the communication process, you need to be very clear about how important this is. On a scale of 1 to 10, you know, this is a 9. And, you know, you need to listen <laughs> and pay attention. Uh, there, there has to be some urgency so that I can differentiate this from, you know, the the Bunko group that asks you to meet with them once a week. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, you know, that might be a one. But, um, you know, it, it does. It all boils down to communicating and then actively listening. Some of the things that we communicated on, not always perfectly, was our schedule what my schedule was, when I was, and he's laughing because I said not perfectly. And by the way, I just added him to my Google calendar yesterday. So 28 years later. You're officially <laughs> have that <laughs> in hand. And I mean, it's a true story. I would try my very best, but I think sometimes as women, we just think, oh, you know, I'll just, I'll just beg forgiveness afterwards, which is not right. So you guys communicate what is on your calendar so you can coordinate it with your husband, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and we, you know, we did a, a pretty good job of this. We had three calendars. I had mine, she had hers, and then we had the family calendar. And, you know, she's already talked about what a, a perfectionist she is. They were color-coded with tabs and, you know, all kinds of mm -hmm. um, organization put into it. Mm -hmm. But um, it didn't always meld together well. And they were three separate entities that really just needed to be one. And this was back before technology. True. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So paper calendars. Paper calendars. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that's important to communicate, not just with your spouse, but if you have children and they're old enough to understand what's happening, enroll them into your vision as well. Explain to them why you are doing certain things. You'll be away more for the family and what is it that's in it for them? So for our kids, I just remember explaining um, that when I was able to, you know, earn a, a certain amount of money, I would get to stay at home with them more often. And so our oldest, he really held on 
to that vision. Mm -hmm. And he was three years old when I started on this, this journey. And he, he held on to that, like reminded me of that all the time that I was going to be able to spend more time with him. And so something that I, I want to share with you guys that is super powerful, because a lot of times we think when we're going for our dreams, our goals, our desires, that our kids are, you know, somehow they're going to be slighted. They're not going to have enough time with their parents, et cetera. They're going to be um, devoid of certain, you know, um, sports events or, you know, not have... They're just going to be lacking and having that nurturing mom around. And you guys, it isn't true. It isn't true. Because when you are with your kids, you need to be present. When you're with your spouse, you need to be present. When you're doing your business, you need to be present. And that was something that we had to communicate along the way of how to do that. And I'll let him take over that in just a second. But I want to share a story with you about our son he was in, um, I believe it was in third grade, and he had his open house for third grade. That's something here where you're able to go in and they, they work for a week or two on all of these incredible things that they're going to show their parents at an open house. So we go to the school and we look at all these things that they've created and built and their good grades, etc. And so he was so excited for us to go to this open house. Do you remember this? He mm -hmm. was doing stuff in his room. We couldn't go in and see it. And so finally, the night of the open house came and he walked us into that room and he held my hand and we were looking at all of the beautiful things that he had created. And one of them was on the far wall. He grabbed my hand and walked me over to the far wall. And on that wall, it said, my hero. And it had a picture of a lady with yellow hair upside down in a tree with a cape on. And it was written, he wrote, my hero is my mom. My mom worked really hard to be at home with my sisters and me. When I grow up, I want to be like my mom. Enrolling your kids, letting them be a part of that journey. It shows them hard work. It shows them that it's not just about you being away. It's about them having something in return. And you guys, that, I have that framed. That is so important to me that he was able to see that. Um, so I do want you to talk a little bit about how we were able um, to communicate Not the schedule, but something I was talking about before Brett. Well, um, one of the things Deanna talked about with was being present, and um, yeah, that was it. I, Distraction. I I think that we misinterpret what that means. Um, you can be present physically and be in the bleachers watching a game and you're on your phone, you know, uh, checking social media and you have no idea what's going on in the event that they're participating mm -hmm. in. And even though, you know, you're you're in a seat, you might as well be 100 miles away. That's not being present. Um, so 
Let me, let me give you an example. Um, this weekend, I'm going to go and help our oldest daughter with uh, a birthday party for her uh, oldest son, our, our number one grandchild. And they live eight hours away from here. This is not a weekend that Deanna can attend this. She has another commitment. And we were just there a couple of weeks ago. So what we've done is is we've come up with a plan where I'm going. And we've done that over the years, time and time and time again, when we're pulled. It may be that we've got different kids in different activities on the same night and we had to tag team that you know that schedule both our daughter and our grandson know that Deanna will be present there even though physically she won't be uh, I'll promise you she'll you know uh, FaceTime and and you know send text messages and and do all of the things that she can from a distance and you know what that's okay that's absolutely okay. Uh, I think too much guilt is built around the physical presence. Now, is it important? Absolutely. And really, it's just as important for me to be there. I, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's our kids or with an activity that she has, I, I try to treat that the same. I want to be physically present. But there are times where it just doesn't work. And so I just wanted to to build on that a little bit more that presence is important it's critical and and if you do a really good job with your kids of of getting buy-in from them into your life Mm -hmm. they'll understand when you're not there and what you have to teach your kids is to back to that kind of scale you know you don't have to ask them for a number but you need to feel it out and see how important it is. I mean, if this is if this is something that is, uh, you know, a heart issue for them, then you need to do everything that you can to be there. But there are just going to be times in the busyness of our lives where we're not going to be able to have a, a seat in the bleachers. And I love that you mentioned that, too, because that is something that I would ask the kids on a scale of one to five, five being really important. Mm-hmm. Which event is more important for me to attend, this one or this one? Mm -hmm. And they'll tell me. So it's their choice, and it's something that has been communicated. One thing that you taught me, though, was how to be present when we were with the family. And it was something that I, I physically had to do is I had to take my phone and put it in the other room so it would not be a distraction. When we were having dinner... Um, when we were out with the kids, whatever, and our kids still to this day won't have their phone at dinner, but we, I would just have to put it in the other room because if it buzzed, if it, you know, vibrated, whatever, I would be distracted and want to take a look at it. So if that is something that you struggle with in order to be present, I would recommend put whatever distraction that's going to keep you from being present, put that away. So, um... Well, Thank I'm gonna, you. That's I'm, awesome. I'm going to show my age here a little bit, but I, I think that that phones and social media are probably the greatest hindrance to building relationships within a family uh, that there is. I, I would have said 20 years ago it was television, mm-hmm. but but um, you know the entire world is at your fingertips, and if if you're somebody like Deanna who has thousands of contacts and followers 
her phone is um, in use nonstop. And being able to set that aside and say, okay, that isn't my priority right now. My family is. And, and get it away where there's no, uh, no way that you can reach over and grab it and let that, mm-hmm. you know, let that thing control that time. I think it's critical. Yeah, and people really do appreciate it because I was with a friend a couple of days ago and she said, you have not been on your phone at all since we've mm-hmm. been on this adventure. And I said, <clears throat> you know, I just try and turn it off so that I can be present in the moment. And people do know that and they appreciate it. So, um, yeah, that's a little little tool that you can put in your toolbox for sure. Um, just by the way, if you're not married, um, let me just share with you a couple of ideas that can help you because when I was building my businesses, Mark was coaching collegiate volleyball. So a lot of times he wasn't at home. And so trying to find a sitter for the kids sometimes was difficult. So one of the things that I incorporated was some of our friends would watch our kids whenever I needed to to do something for my business or be away. And when Mark was, couldn't, you know, take up that responsibility. And then we would switch places. So when they needed to do something, I would watch their kids. So there are ways that you can make it work as a single mom, for sure. Um, Definitely get that house cleaner. I would definitely recommend that. So one of the things that we talked about is total marriage. What is a total marriage? And I'm just going to let you take over because (laughs) it was so beautiful the way that you talked about this. Well, Deanna mentioned I was uh, a, a collegiate volleyball coach, and I also taught um, at the university for 13 years. And one of the classes that I had each semester uh, was a basically a health class. We, we called it Wellness and Positive Lifestyles, and there was a, a chapter in there on relationships. And we talked about different types of um, marriages. And... You know, there's the marriage of, uh, you know, we called it the yuppie marriage where two professionals came together so they would have two incomes, uh, low levels of commitment, no children, and it was really just uh, a financial contract. Uh, there was the, the marriage of a dominant and a submissive person that sort of, it was uh, complemented each other. That's, that's my mom and dad. Uh, my dad handled all the business. He was the one that was out front. My mom was the quiet one behind the scenes that kept the house. And um, it was definitely, I think, more common in that generation than it is uh, in ours or mm-hmm. certainly in, in the younger ones today. But, but the one that we talked about the most was the total marriage, the one that we all strive for, the, the ideal one. And the definition of that is growth of the individual and growth of the pair. And that sounds easy, mm-hmm. but it's extremely difficult, especially if you have two careers uh, in, involved. And um, it requires, number one, a tremendous amount of communication. What is it that you want in your life? I need to know that. And again, I need to know how important it is. Um, it requires a tremendous amount of, of um, compromise. And I may have to put 
what I want on hold in order for her to spend more time doing what she needs to do at that, you know, at that moment in our lives. And that did happen several times. Um, the biggest one for me, when Deanna started to really see her entrepreneurial endeavors take off mm -hmm. and she was still practicing medicine, I had the opportunity to get out of coaching and go into administration at the university and, and we talked through this and, and what it meant was I could be more present while she was building and we made the decision to do it. Uh, it was tough and, and there were some regrets in the beginning because it was really all I had known and it was something that I had wanted, but it, it was something that I, I no longer needed for my personal fulfillment. It was just what I did. And it was time for me to become more of a present parent. Um, I was unfortunately following in uh, my dad's footsteps of being, again, the his role of being provider and not necessarily nurturer was happening with my family. And so it gave me the opportunity, even though I moved out of my professional area, to become more present with my kids. Mm -hmm. So that, that was an example. And there are lots of them that Deanna has, has um, done as well for me. And what's happened then is we've been able to grow professionally. We're both at a place in our lives where we feel fulfilled. Um, and I'd like to believe that, that our marriage, um, you know, <laughs> was pretty good. It is good. <laughs> so um, takes a lot of work. And, you know, statistics say 50% of marriages fail. Well, I, I don't know what percentage can get to, you know, uh, to this category. I don't know, maybe 10%. But I think it is something you should strive for. And again, I think the two uh, key ingredients of that are communication and compromise. Communication compromise. I think um, one of the things that's important with that as well is we were always the number one relationship in the family. So our relationship was the most important piece more than our relationship with our kids. They weren't number one. Um, you know, other outside sources, they weren't number one. Our job, our, our career. Our job, our career was not number one. It was right here. Did that get out of balance? It did. Mm -hmm. Many times it did. But we put some things, some safeguards into place that helped us keep that number one. And what was that? Do you remember? The safeguards? Uh-huh. Um, well, give me a hint. <laughs> Uh, no, we, we, um, we did a good job early on of, um, making sure that when we were together, we were together, mm -hmm. that one of us wasn't again on the phone or in our mind drifting off. Um, another thing that we did, we established a date night and gosh, for years and years and years it was Tuesday nights mm -hmm. um, this was a, a tip that we got from a 
I don't know, a marriage seminar. I don't or, think so. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to say we owned that, that we heard it from somebody else. And what they said was um, really don't, don't figure in cost. Mm-hmm. Don't figure in that it has to have super entertainment value every week. Just time together. And um, we alternated every week. This was my week. I had to plan it. Next week, she got to plan it. And with few exceptions, uh, we honored that Tuesday mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. until we got rid of the kids. And yeah. then it was date <laughs> night every night. Date night. <laughs> yeah, so date night was, was our safeguard, was to mm-hmm. really continue building and growing that number one relationship. And I think in some of the trainings that we had, um, because I was clueless on, on, you know, how to grow a family and we wanted to do the best job that we could. But what we learned is a house is not child centered. It shouldn't be centered on the children, their activities. Um, it should be centered on, they should know that the number one relationship in the house is husband wife. Um, and that teaches them to have a great relationship in the future. So we're setting that example for our kids. So thank you for um, being so awesome at, at doing that, incorporating that. So as always, you guys, I want to add so much value to you and give you some tips that can just really help you become the best version of you, no matter what it is, your goal, your dream, your desire, um, your future. So um, just in review, Number one, get rid of mom, mom guilt and redefine your goal. I mean, excuse me, redefine your role of who you are as a mom and make sure that it's authentically you. And that role is not defined by somebody else. Okay, number two, time. You have to give up some time now in order to go to where you want to go. Okay, it's temporary, but you have to, have to be able to give it up. Number three, let go of the perfect house. It's not gonna be perfect. Kids aren't always gonna have healthy food. You just have to let go of that temporarily. Number four, communicate with your spouse. It's the most important relationship in your life. So thank you for joining us. I would love for you to go to deannaheron.net. You can view this podcast, share this podcast. I have some e-books that you can download um, and share with others. That would mean the world to me if you would visit the website. Also, follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what you want to hear on this podcast. This podcast is about adding value to you. And so it really means the world to me when I hear from you and what you would like to hear if I can help you in that area. So again, thanks for joining us, babe. Awesome job. Thank you for letting me be a part. 28 more years. So girls, do not be thinking anything. He's a terrific <laughs> man. I got lucky. <laughs> and I'm, he's a keeper. So thank you for, um, I always kind of, you know, get him in on some stuff. But he's amazing. So thank you. God bless you guys. Be inspired by the Deanna Heron podcast show at deannaheron.net.